well, there's nothing normal about constantly telling people how much money you make. That's not normal. And we're not actually liberating women. So if we, we want to look at this and have a real conversation, the conversation would be a liberated, wealthy woman does not need to prove herself to anybody. Her yeah. sheer existence is the proof and validation. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Lisa Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, loves, get ready to get loved up on, get ready to be poured into, get ready to just hear that you are an amazing person the way you are. And that oftentimes we are just sitting on the sidelines and um, the world is wanting us to jump on in, wants us to stand out, be ourselves more. And you're like, ah, oh, <laughs> how do I do that? Um, so I'm so excited for our guest this week. Um, her name is Jen Spiegel. She's also known as Jen Bean Iconic. And first of all, who doesn't love that name? She's done so much in her life and her journey has really led us, led her to us, but also um, has allowed her not only to learn for herself and to teach her children, but to teach other business owners and women business owners that they can't have it all. And I know that sounds terrible. Like you're like, oh, I can't have that have it all. No, but like you can, you don't have it all is very much like the word success and freedom. You get to define what that is. And it's so important that you define what that is. Oftentimes we let the world tell us what that is. And we talk about that a little bit in this episode. So I'm really excited for you to listen to her words. And she's got some great other ways for you to check up with her, learn from her, um, be in her world. If you find what she's saying to be amazing. And I know I will be hit up on her magazine. <laughs> so, um, a little spoiler alert there. So here's Jen, and then please let us know how you're going to use these tips in your life. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money in fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it, babe. I am so excited to finally get to talk to this amazing woman. You're going to hear why in just a second. But when she came across my like scroll feed and my just like I became aware of her and what she's doing, I was like, oh, well, absolutely. Yes, we have to have her on the pod. So Jen from Becoming Iconic, can you tell everyone who you are and what you're rocking at? 
Yeah. Hey, Leslie, thank you so much for having me. First and foremost, I really do appreciate the opportunity to be with you and with everybody listening. So thank you again. So who am I? It's such an interesting question, isn't it? Because as a woman, I'm sure you can attest we're many things. Yeah. I know for me, my, my greatest title of all is I'm a mom. I'm a mom of four. I've been raising babies and businesses for now 18 years. And it has been my, my life's purpose. My, my fulfillment really is being all of myself while also being available to my family. And I feel like I live the best of both worlds and it's what I love to teach now becoming iconic is sort of born from that, this idea that I had fostered in my life of this pursuit of the fullest version of myself, this pursuit of being better every single day. And sometimes that meant in my parenting, sometimes that meant something in my relationship. And a lot of times that meant something in my business, my leadership. And so I put words to that. It's like the becoming and that iconic version of ourselves, that one that we're so proud of, the one where we have done all the things that we were meant to do and we've spread our wings and we have really lived out our capacity. Mm, okay. So I'm sure like there's so much to like dive in and do, um, because also like you're a mom of four. So the fact that you are a mom of four and you're also, you said raising businesses and babies. So I'm sure every mom listening, which we have many is like, Oh my gosh, how does she balance it all? Um, right. and, <laughs> and, and I'm always like, um, balance is the art of not falling. So sometimes you do. <laughs> and I don't yeah. even have kids, but I, um, I do want to like dive into you know, were, were you a mom and then you started doing the business thing? Were you doing the business thing and they became mom, like kind of which came first and how mm -hmm. did you incorporate the other? Yeah. So I was, um, a, I had a huge marketing career at a very young age. I went to school for fashion and public relations and I fell into the fashion industry and quickly got ate for breakfast. Like they, they, it was just not the right, right place for me for many reasons. I didn't have the confidence and I certainly didn't have the poise and posture to hold myself in a, a very, well, it, I could have a lot of things to say about the fashion industry, but I love fashion. Maybe <laughs> not know, the industry. Everyone has seen it. the Devil Wears Prada. I think they all felt like Andrea sometimes. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. You got to have a pretty, pretty thick skin and a big backbone to last in that industry. So I just decided I loved fashion. I loved style and I could do that for myself. And I pivoted into marketing for quite a large corporation and, and grew exponentially. And then I had a baby. So I was in that phase where most moms find themselves of feeling like I had to let go of something. I could not be an exceptional mom and thrive in this career. In this career, I was traveling all over the world. I was, you know, holding millions and millions of dollars in budget and marketing plans so how could I bring these two worlds together? I didn't see it. And there was no evidence around me. I either saw women leave their jobs to stay home or choose their jobs and have their kids in daycare and constantly complain about it. So I made the decision to be home with my daughter because I thought, well, that's the obvious choice for me, because you only get this experience once the career could potentially be there in the future. And I completely lost myself. Mm. I became that sweatpant mom. There were days I didn't even brush my teeth. There were days I didn't get out of my pajamas. This was not who I was. And I felt like I was literally, I had severed one of the biggest parts of me, my soul, my essence, the goals I had, the things I wanted to achieve. And I felt so torn and conflicted because I had this precious face looking back at me and I didn't want to leave her either. Yeah. And so entrepreneurship was my answer to prayer. Like it, I, it was not something I was seeking. And when it was introduced to me as a concept, like what if you did something at home and built something from your computer 
I thought that's, that's something you could do. And so I hit the ground running. It was ignorance on fire. And I, I scaled a massive business with then two kids and then have continued to have kids and continued to grow businesses ever since. Okay. So I do thank you for sharing that journey because I think, um, I have a girlfriend who's kind of making that decision right now and I can just watch it, like just eat at her that she's like, I'm not ready to, to leave the job, but I'm also want to be home. But like also at home, it's like, when did I get a shower? <laughs> so sometimes yeah. having the job forces you to brush your teeth, <laughs> mm-hmm. put some clothes on. Um, but, and you know, so, uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting. Like not everyone gets to make that decision that you did where you're like, I'm just going to go all in on being a mom. And then you're like, Whoa, that was actually, that was a pendulum too far. Um, I think it's, a, I do love entrepreneurship. I I'm, I'm very much proudly unemployable. However, um, what, what was the process in your brain? Someone suggested you do something from your computer. Like what was the process where you're like, okay, what, what's an idea that I have? Like kind of how is that be until you see it moment? Cause I think sometimes, especially the listeners we have, they can be really hard on themselves. They think it's already been done. Like they're looking for something that's never been done before. And I'm like, well, actually like you can do something that's already been done, but what was your process? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think we can come up with a million reasons why not to do something. That is so easy. That's like the cult of average. You know, let's find the reasons why we can't do something. We'll live in that and we'll be martyrs and victims for the rest of our lives and think that we, you know, we gave up and we were selfless in raising these children. This is the the narrative and the the image and the example we've been given for so long. And I literally stand to eradicate that. Women do not need to sacrifice anything in order order to achieve, have, and do all the things they want to do. I believe that firmly. Why? Because I am doing it. I am the evidence. If someone's looking for it, I am the evidence. It's never perfect, never perfect, but I am certainly on the journey of progression. And I, I can say my life, like if you were to come in my home, it is what I show online. It's beautiful. It's exquisite, but it's been 17 years of a journey and it took the bravery and the bold audacious step just to start. And Mm -hmm. so I started with marketing. I started with the thing that I had experience in. It was natural for me. So I started doing some consulting that consulting turned into me wanting to just teach spin classes at a gym. I thought, you know what? I'm going anyway. I might as well get a free membership and, and get some pay. So I started teaching spin classes that led me into health and wellness. I grew a massive health and wellness business by simply teaching spin classes and aligning with a product that I loved. And that was a fantastic. And it was like a, now a profession of pivoting. I mean, that's what entrepreneurship is. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's the most incredible gift. Yeah. That's well, thank you for sharing that. It's not ever perfect. <laughs> Never. It's just, I think it's so easy for us to look at other people. And I also love that you start with what you knew. Um, and, and you went all in on that. And I, it's, uh, it's sometimes I find that people go, well, I have to learn this thing. Once I learn this thing, then I can go do that thing. We just keep pushing the goalpost so far that's unachievable. So, um, so you were able to do that. You, you've been, you kept having kids along the way and you've changed the pivot. So what are you, what are you excited about right now? Like, what is it that you're working on? Um, obviously you're Jen from becoming iconic. So what does that look like? 
it's, it's so beautiful actually how it's unraveling and unfolding. And my clients keep calling me into something that I'm talking about often now, which is womanhood Mm -hmm. and womanhood encompasses all of us. And I, as a certified life coach, I'm a certified health coach and I've been building businesses for 17 years, not only myself, but hundreds globally. And so I have the portfolio, if you want to call it the resume that would support the expertise, but there's also life journey. I've gone through a divorce since then. I've remarried, you know, I've reinvented myself. I've gone through crisis. And so all of those things start to compound to add into this incredible gift of wisdom. And so becoming iconic is that this place where women come, where they want to grow businesses, but they do not want to grow business and lose sight of their family, Mm. or they want to be, you know, it's like this feeling of like, is it possible to have it all, Jen? Yes, it is. And I really believe in womanhood in terms of liberation and expansion. And what we're seeing online is not liberation and expansion. And it's really confusing for a lot of people because we're seeing people constantly share their income, constantly share their revenue. Like that, that's their, their point of validation most of it is not even truth. Okay. Most of it is not the full picture or full story, but we're buying into it and we're participating in it as though that is the epitome of success. But I'm telling you right now, the epitome of success is fulfillment. Are you waking up every day, happy, excited, pursuing yourself, then that will be what fills your cup, not commas in the bank account. And again, most of the time, that's not even the full story or the truth. Yeah. I, um, I love that you brought that up because I remember one of the first coaching groups I was in, uh, my coach had mentioned that she would see these people say, oh, I had my, I had this like uh, six figure launch. I had this like seven figure launch, whatever that the guys that just means that they like, they opened cart. They like said, okay, I'm starting to sell something on day one. And then they close it on another day so that there's like a sense of urgency. And then they can say, I made this much money on this time which can be very impressive. We've done launches here, Brad and I do them all the time. And it is so fun to see <laughs> what, yeah. what comes out of it. What they are not telling you is the six months, one year of work that is payroll, that is team, that is hours that led to that product, that thing being made. Um, and then they're also not telling you how much money they spent on ads. So some people spend $80,000 on ads. They to make $100,000, $20,000 is nothing a bad app. But if your payroll is 30,000 a month, you didn't make any money. Amen. (laughs) But see, we don't know that, or a lot of people don't understand that. And we're being, it's like this flashy, shiny syndrome of like, oh my goodness, this person made, and they're telling you down to the dollar, which is always so puzzling to me. Cause I'm like, there's something there. If you're actually giving the like specific dollar amount, what are you justifying? I mean, and the thing is, is we're saying we're making wealth and women, you know, we're making this, we're normalizing it. We want to make sure that women have all of the access to all of these things. Well, there's nothing normal about constantly telling people how much money you make. That's not normal. And we're not actually liberating women. So if we, we want to look at this and have a real conversation, the conversation would be a liberated, wealthy woman does not need to prove herself to anybody. Her sheer existence is the proof and validation. Yeah. I think you're, I think you're right on the nose there. I think intent is really important. So if you are someone who's like, Leslie, I'm telling people how much I made because I want them to know it's possible. Then I would just check the intent there. That is that coming through. Or if you're just telling people to brag, like I make this much, I am therefore successful. It's very different because I do think like, I would love women to know what is possible, but I also, but I don't think that that means 
that's what's successful because you listening to this, maybe all you to be fulfilled, to like have the lifestyle you want to live. Maybe it is only 5,000 a month. Maybe it's 4,000, mm-hmm. maybe it's a hundred. I don't know. Like, I don't know what your fulfillment level is, but I think that it's, um, it's cr- the constant, uh, pressure that like, unless you're making, I saw a reel with some guy like on this house, I made 10,000 last month and it was like $6 and 72 cents. This one I made this and I'm like, but how much was the mortgage? How much were the housekeepers? How much was the air conditioning bill? Cause I'm sure they ran it running the whole time. Like you're not giving me the full picture. And then you're telling me you're successful. So I should learn from you because you've had this money. And like that's to me, I'm on point. I'm on bar with you. Cause it's like, that's we're sending people the wrong message that, that they're like living a balanced life. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And I think really when it comes to mentorship and coaching and what's possible is through the results and the evidence of clients, that's what people should be paying attention to Mm -hmm. because can this person turn around and teach what they know and by teaching and passing on the, the incredible success they've had, they're seeing results and their clients are having results and the clients are, are proving to themselves what's possible because maybe a hundred thousand dollars a month is my goal, but for someone else, $5,000 a month would be life changing. And if all we ever talk about is the big number, we're always making people feel like they're not enough. Yeah. 5,000 isn't enough. I've heard someone say the other day, they're like, well, I'm just making $8,000 a month. So, you know, how am I going to build authority? And I had to pause them and said, you're just making $8,000 a month. There's no career in the world where you would have the flexibilities and the freedoms, the opportunity to create your day, to wear what you want, do the things you want to do for $8,000 you know, a month and with tax deductible expenses, there's no such thing. So when did that become something that we can't even applaud, celebrate, or be grateful for? And if we can't be grateful for eight, there's certainly no way you're going to be grateful for 80 because it's the same thing only amplified. Yeah. So I guess, okay. I have a question for you. Cause I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think that's why we hear like about all like the, the curse of the, of the lottery. Right. Um, mm-hmm. which is like once they win because they're not happy with the $5 they have, they're not happy with 500,000 or 5 million. What, yeah. what are, what, what maybe it was natural to you, but like, what do you do for the people? How do you teach people to be grateful for what they have? <laughs> maybe it's yeah. because you're a mom of four. You're probably really good at that. <laughs> Well, and it's a practice. I think, you know, gratitude is like celebration in motion or an act, meaning, you know, if we can't celebrate the small things, what can we celebrate? I caught a client today. I was talking with her and we were chatting about income and, you know, she's already fixated on next month. She just had a hundred thousand dollars come in in revenue in 28 days. That was her year goal. She wants to said in 2023, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars did in 28 days, but she hadn't even paused to celebrate that. So if we can't celebrate those little things, that was a big thing, but those things and celebration is gratitude, like sitting and pausing, sharing with someone, going out for a nice dinner, rewarding yourself with fresh flowers, sitting with a glass of champagne, if that's what you like to do, writing in a journal of how you felt in this moment. So you never forget it. Those things are what ground and anchor you into wealth. Because again, there's always going to be more. I remember when I made my first seven figures. I thought, this is it. I've reached the summit. Like this is the place where everybody's trying to get, you know, and I've done it and I'm putting in my, my flag of honor. And here I am. And you realize when you reach that summit, there's a massive mountain, a bigger mountain ahead that you have yet to climb with a more vicious climb to, 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 you know, take on. And there's more, 
like that, there's always going to be more, there's always going to be that next thing. So if we can't be happy with what we have now, I don't believe we're ever going to be truly fulfilled, especially when it comes to money. And I, you know, I, I, I'm passionate about this because I, I, you speak about, you know, lottery syndrome. I was 30 years old when I was making, you know, 30,000, $40,000 a month in my first business. And I had no idea what to do with that. I had no financial literacy. Nobody had had that success in my family before. There was nobody around me. To, my friends were out partying, having a good time, going to the club. I'm at home running a business and creating this massive amount of income because that was big. It was a big amount of money. Well, I ended up becoming $100,000 in debt. All of my credit cards maxed. My bank accounts were overdraft. I was worried about paying for groceries in the grocery lineup. And I had that much income coming in into my bank account every month. How does that happen? I mean, the shame that I was soaked in, the embarrassment, the judgment I had on myself, it was incredible. But I had to go through that journey to get to the other side because the biggest thing I had to realize was that I was great with money. I'd been holding a family of four on my own and put a roof over their heads, was paying for all these things for my kids to be in. So there was more evidence to show I was great, but I was living out the scarcity that I was feeling. And it really taught me about being a wealthy woman, being a woman who can hold success because getting success is actually the easy part. Holding that success, that's mm -hmm. where you really have to put in the sweat equity. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge shift and turnaround for me. Yeah. It's, um, I thank you. Uh, gosh, thank you for sharing that. I, I don't, your story is, um, is something I've heard before on just like different levels, because I do think so many of us, especially women listen that we don't have financial literacy, but that's not what they, I remember being taught, taught how to balance a checkbook in junior high, but that's like the extent of the money yeah. <laughs> thing that I was taught. And I was recently reading a book called like the psychology of money. And it was like the, the tools and strengths and, and type of person you need to be to get money is extremely different than the person you need to be to keep the money. And like what you were just saying, that's what, that's what resonated with me. It's like, it's like, once I have the success, the person I became to get to success point on the mountain is one person to hold yourself up there on this peak forever and ongoing is a whole different type of strength. It's a different type of skill set. It's a different type of psychology because you have to go from like, there's, I got to get more to like, oh, I have enough. And that's a really complicated light switch to turn. It is. It really is. You're, you're absolutely right because we can, there's a lot of us who are really good at hustle and grind and work ethic. I'm one of those. I love to work. Like I, I love it. So getting to that success was not difficult at all. Holding that success, being in leadership of that, being a steward of my money, knowing that I had to save for taxes. Nobody taught me those things. You, what do you mean you're going to get taxed? And then when I got my $80,000 tax bill, I mean, I was floored. I was sick to my stomach. I didn't know what to do. Hence all the debt that I got into because I was, I had more, like once that tax bill came in, I had more debt than I did cash flow. And so I was putting things on credit cards. I was living beyond my means. I was putting on the persona of uber successful, you know, doing all the things you're supposed to do to show how successful you are so that clients want to come in and be coached by you and mentored by you. And so much of it was out of integrity. And it's just, I'm just owning my journey as it was a point in my journey. And it taught me a lot of things. It taught me that my integrity is the most important thing to me more than anything else. And I will never negotiate that or waver in that ever again to prove or validate myself to the outside world and uh, no amount of money. 
no yeah. amount of money is worth that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, um, it's, it's this interesting, it's an interesting thing, the story that we tell ourselves, <laughs> uh, about the mistakes we've made or the things we go through, because first of all, like you're not the first person to get stuck with a tax bill that they didn't know was coming. <laughs> And unfortunately, right. and like, unless things change, you won't be the last because people just don't, I I'll tell you right now, it's a joke. I coach um, a bunch of applies instructors and somebody was like, Oh, um, I have to file this thing with the city. And like every state, every County is different on how you can start your own business. And I said, well, that sounds complicated. This is how it worked in LA. I got a thing in the mail that says, we think you're running a business in this town. Here's your bill. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, thanks for doing the work for me. <laughs> This sounds fine. A hundred dollars. Sure. You can have, sure. <laughs> and then every year I would just, I was like to my accountant, I'm like, I think I have this thing to do. He's like, yeah, you, you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? So many of us, it's like that true ignorance on fire. We don't know. And you don't know until you know. And then once you know, you have a choice to make, you can continue down the road of staying in this sticky, messy middle that we all have to do or learning the lessons, applying them and doing things differently. And that's what I had to do to get myself out of it. I just had to do things differently. But as soon as I acknowledged myself, and as soon as I realized who I wanted to be in that moment versus who I was being, everything changed. Like I had $14,000 drop into my bank account of found money. I'll never forget the moment. It's my first like vivid memory of a miracle or manifestation where mm -hmm. I was at this point where I want to turn my financial situation around. I had these four kids. I'm, I'm responsible for them and their home and their well being. And I thought I'm changing the dialogue. And that's when I started realizing like, wait, I've been holding four kids in a home and sure I haven't done it responsibly, but I've done it. And that same day that I shifted my narrative, I had a phone call from a company I was an ambassador for, and they said, we owe you $14,000. Now, my first initial reaction was, again, shame, guilt, embarrassment. How do I not know this? See, I'm irresponsible. Who doesn't know their $14,000 of money owed like this? I went into that, but I caught myself in that moment. I said, we don't do that anymore. Instead, we're going to say more, please. Thank you. Of course, money flows into my life. And there was no turning back. That was a catalyst moment for me in my life. And I've received miracles and magic ever since. I love this. Okay. Have you ever read the book E squared? No. Okay. E squared y'all. Um, I've talked about it before on this podcast. Um, I fucking love this book. I rebought it because I'd given it away. And I'm like, why did I do that? So I <laughs> love this book so much. Every, every quarter, I, I, I like start the process again. I don't always get through because I sometimes like, you know, you start to remind yourself how to live in that manifestation. And this is not the woo woo stuff. It's like scientific guys. Um, but I, I get through the, the different projects. And so um, one of the, one of the, the first thing is like, you just tell the universe to like, you know, show me that you're real. And like, I kid you not the, the, the most recent time I did it, I was like, okay, I lit my candle. I did a little meditation, manifestation, meditation, like show me that you're real. You got 48 hours. I opened up my inbox and I had three brand new members, full annual membership on OPC. You guys, we hadn't promoted anything. I don't actually like do it. I don't, I don't say anything. They're like, Hey, take this class. Like I don't really. So I was like, what in the world? I was like, okay, you have 47 more hours to go. Keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> But like when you do change the narrative, you start to look for evidence that things are out there, that things are coming your way. And real quick story, one of the chapters on the whole thing that you can like show that you can work with the universe in this way was like I had to write two people's names down that had my number, they had my content information, 
we knew each other, but they, I wasn't expecting their call. So meaning like, it wasn't like, Oh, I'll call you next week. None of that. So I had written down at the time I'm married to the guy now, but we were not dating. I wrote his name down and I wrote this woman who, um, worked in the New York office of the company I worked for. And I worked in the LA office. So, and just like one of the, at the clubs, like not even like corporate. Right. And I wrote her name down because I wanted her to pick me to be in another video for that they did. And I'd been transferred locations. I'm leaving my new location. I'm walking down the stairs. I have a text message from Brad, like out of the blue. And as I'm walking down the stairs going, oh my God, I look up, she's coming up the stairs, you guys. She's like, oh, I was looking for you. I was hoping I'd run into you with this. I was like, I'm at a different gym. I'm not even at the gym that she knew I was at. So like when you can get really clear on what you want, it's kind of shocking, like how things conspire for you. 100%. We're always gathering evidence. I think that's the most incredible story. First of all, <laughs> I'm getting that book and I'm doing those things because there's certain people I'd love to have call me Oprah. And um, <laughs> Oprah, you can call us. <laughs> you know, I've got this magazine. You don't anymore. We could do something. But um, anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, but I think that's incredible because those are the things that we need to hold on to. Hope is so important. But if we're in scarcity, we're always going to look for evidence of why money isn't enough. I, I mean, that's all I did. I gathered evidence all the time of being broke, not having enough money, more month, not paying for groceries. It was constant. Why? Because that was the narrative. That was the dialogue. That's what I was seeking. As soon as I shifted my attention, it was like, oh, it's like universe gets to flirt with you. It's like, oh, there you are. You want to go out and hang out? I'll flirt with you. I'll give you what you want. And it's such a relief, I think, for everybody involved, for source, for ourselves, for those we're around, because now we're in like this incredible energy of abundance and beauty and flirtation and curiosity. And I don't know, that's, that's how I want to live out my days. Mm -hmm. I just want to like, look at things like that all the time, because that's where the beauty lies. Okay. So I'm so with you. I would love for you, if you don't mind, and, and maybe you don't have it off the top of your head, but if you have any parts of it, how, how did you at the time, or how are you now being it till you see and like trying to live out your days working with the source, working with abundance. Like, what does that look like for you? Because I think there's somebody listening going, I want to live in abundance. <laughs> yeah. Do I have to go buy this book? Maybe, yeah. but also <laughs> there might be some steps you could take right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a great, great thing that you're asking because manifestation is being taught that like what you think about, you bring about. And there is a truth, but that's 50% of the equation. They're not giving you the rest of the formula. And so with manifestation, living with source, expecting the best, wanting abundance, wanting to feel that flow and ease that you're supported, that the dreams that you desire are not just these elusive thoughts, but are actually your reality if you want it bad enough. So have that desire, have that deep, like yearning for it. Like, ah, this is what I desire. This is what I want. But you've got to meet that with action. Like there's a misunderstood version out there right now, especially with this feminine energy movement. It's unfortunate because I know why it's happening. Everybody's burnt out from hustle culture, but what we've done is we've like wanted to sever our ties to masculine energy. We've associated masculine energy with hustle culture. That's not true. And masculine energy is so imperative to your success and to who you are as a 
whole person. So you can't cut that off in order to be more feminine. It's just the inviting in of the more feminine side. And so that, that actioning is where I believe that desire, thinking, imagining, wanting to acquire, envisioning, and then meeting that with actioning, becoming the person who can invite that in. Who is she? What is she moving like? What decisions are she, is she making? What choices is she making? She's not making the same choices you would make today because you're probably still in some sort of scarcity. But if she's living out that dream, what does she eat? How does she move? How does she greet people? How does she speak? What is she wearing? Invite those things in today and action every day. Pursue that. When those two things collide, boom, you have manifestation. You have miracles. You have things brought to you at like warp speed. And it is fascinating and it is so incredible. What I do to invite that in is a lot of visualization. So I do spend a lot of time, especially at the beginning of my day of thinking of who I'm becoming, that the whole becoming iconic, that iconic version of myself. Who is she? What is she doing? Who's she spending time with? What is she doing with her family? Where are we traveling? What are we eating? What does the house look like? It's everything, the, all the components. And then I ask myself, I'm going to make decisions I request, and I don't ask, I request myself to make all my decisions today from that version. Because she would make wiser, more audacious, bold decisions because she's more assured and confident because she's created it mm -hmm. than I would today with the, still those fears and wonders. So I do that. And I also spend a lot of time in space and time alone as a mom of four. And even if you're not a mom, as women, we are givers. We love to give of ourselves, our time, our energy, you're building businesses. You've got clients, you've got this, you've got that. So we're constantly giving, but when do we give to ourselves? So that is the very first thing I do in my day. No compromising. Nobody comes in my zone. Somebody wakes up early. They know it's my holy hour. I need a minute to myself to contemplate and dream and hear guidance and be intuitive and spark my day so that I'm ahead versus my day chasing me. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the morning being like for you. There's got to be some part of it. We had um, a guest on who was like 30 minutes is 2% of your day. Like, can you just give yourself 2% of your day? <laughs> like, so that you can yes. be out there for other people. And I think women, especially, you know, that is a, uh, they feel guilty about that for whatever reason. I don't even, I don't even know where that message came from. It's like generations old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like seriously. And, um, and then I, I loved how you shared, um, the being it of that person, because that's exactly why this podcast exists. Um, one of the questions I was always getting was like, how are you so confident? I'm like, I am often just like, like, like you can't see it, but I'm like that person who's just like, we like, just like, I'm just going to go for it. I'm a little scared. Arms <laughs> up roller coaster, right? Here we go. <laughs> um, let's, yeah. let's hope we land. Um, so I, I was like, so I clearly you think I'm confident, but inside I'm like, Dan, I'm shaking my boots. So what, what am I doing? And one of those things was, as I was tired of hearing myself, I don't know how, I don't know how I wish I knew how, I don't know how. And I, mm -hmm. cause I was starting my own business and I was like, I don't know how to do this. No one in my family started a business and I hated this. It felt like an excuse. It's like a complaint. I don't mind a complaint the first time, but the second and third time now you're just, just listening to yourself talk. We got it. Like there's, it's bothering you and it's a highlighter of something to do. So I started to ask myself, well, like, what if I did know, if I did know how, what would I, 
what would I do? And you start to go, oh, well, people who know how to run a business, they have to have people they delegate to. So maybe I just need to delegate some things. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I have to delegate myself to learn these things, whatever it is. But I, I, it's that acting as if, and you eventually all of a sudden you wake up and you're, you are that person. You're not trying to be it anymore. It just, they come together, it merges much closer and much sooner than you think. than if you're just waiting and wonder it, it could happen. You wouldn't even know if it hit you in the face though, because just like even in the beginning, when you're making all this money, because of the scarcity mindset stuff, it didn't even, it didn't stick. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that. Cause I feel like that's something you guys could rewind and listen again. <laughs> Well, and you also just said something really powerful, important because people wait for the feeling first before they action. So when I feel more confident, then I will, when I feel more like an expert, then I will. And they're waiting for these feelings to come first and they never come first. You're probably looked at as confident. Why? Because you're willing to action. You're willing to go before you're ready. And when you do those actions, that is the thing that backs you up with confidence because you can trust yourself. You follow through, you know, that if this doesn't work, I'll pick myself up. I'll do it a different way. I'll try again. That's how you become a confident person. But I'll tell you right now, 95% of the world population is on the sidelines, looking in the arena, so hungry to participate and be in there. They want to play so badly, but they're waiting to feel ready. When I feel more ready than I will, I hear it every single day. And it's heartbreaking because that will never come first. You're never going to be ready to be a mom. You're never going to be ready to launch that next program. You're never going to be ready to pivot in your business. You're never going to be ready to quit your job and start entrepreneurship. That perfect day and all the stars aligning is never going to happen. It's, are you willing to bet on yourself? And when you are, then you will feel confident. Mm -hmm. Mm. Ooh, I could keep talking to you forever, but I just want to, I love that. I think people need to like keep that right there. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you for being here. We're not going to let you go though. We're going to take a brief break, find out where people can find you, follow you, become iconic with you. And then your beat action items. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality, and that's why for three years I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. 
I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash beit. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Jen. So this has been amazing. Love everything you said. Uh, If people want to work with you, find you, stalk you a little bit more in the kind way, where do they go? Well, it's really easy to find me becoming iconic and, um, becoming iconic.co is the website. If they're interested in checking out the magazine, the podcast, um, you know, different ways of working with me, if that is of interest, but I do recommend the podcast because it's free and you can really get to know who I am and what I stand for and the different areas of expertise that I have. And then I also have a massive fan of my magazine becoming iconic. It's like Forbes meets Vogue. The digital copy is free as well. Although I do recommend getting these like beautiful glossy pages sent to you every single month. I love, I love love a, ma- a, a magazine like there's a oh. something about it that I love to like I feel like I'm like wasting time like sitting down and like even if I just like turn the page I just feel like oh like I look time yes. I have leisure <laughs> it's so true and that was exactly why I did it it was a childhood dream I went to school for fashion and PR because I wanted to start a lifestyle magazine never did because I got married so young and um life just took over, but I brought it to life because that was exactly my visual. I'm like, what if she's in her silk robe in the morning, sipping her coffee in her beautiful mug. And she's got these beautiful glossy pages and she's flipping through and she's learning about business and she's inspired about lifestyle and she's meeting gurus and moguls. And all of these resources are being presented to her. Like that was literally the visual. So that's what I created. So that is probably my favorite thing on earth. I love it so much. Okay. We'll make sure all the links are on the show notes. Thank Um, you. Before I let you go, uh, what bold, executable, intrinsic, targeted steps can our listeners take to be it till they see it? So I would say we go back to what we just said, you and I both of that confidence, you know, they're seeking the confidence, they're seeking the readiness. They want to know like, is, should I do this? Should I not? I don't know. And they're wavering so much in their potential and their capacity and what they're being called to do. And people are praying for you. Like that's the honest to God truth. We have to remember this. We have to take ourselves out of the equation. Sometimes remember whatever it is you're thinking about doing, whatever that is, Somewhere in the world, someone's praying for you, that answer, that gift, that service, that product, whatever it may be. So take yourself out of the equation and go forward and serve the people, like literally make it available for someone whose life could potentially be drastically changed. And when you do that, then you will feel confident. Then you'll start to feel ready because the evidence will start showing up for you. But you've got to make that bold, audacious move first. Stop waiting for life to show and prove to you that you're ready. You show life and business that you're ready. Mm. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, I'm so, (laughs) I'm like, it's the end of my work day and I'm like ready to take it on again. Oh my gosh, Jen, this is way too much fun. We'll have to do this again. I, I, I have to, like, we have to, our worlds have to collide another time because you're just so wonderful. Um, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for being here. Everyone, how are you going to use these tips in your life? What was your favorite takeaway? Tag, tag Jen, tag the Be It Pod and let us know. And then share this with a female friend of yours who needs to hear it, who needs to be reminded that they are amazing already who they are. And we don't have to go around 
becoming more masculine or more feminine. We actually just have to dive in a little bit more into what we want to do and why we want to do it. So thank you. And until next time, be it till you see it. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review and follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of the Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, filmed, and recorded by your hosts, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. It is produced and edited by the Epic Team at Desenio. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to Melissa Solomon for creating our visuals and Semena Velazquez for our transcriptions. Also to Angelina Herico for adding all the content to our website, and finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. All right, my coffee lovers, I got something for you. And I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this, you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go. In fact, I know the Plaza instructors around here are taking coffee, kombucha, tea, and water into every class that they take. So this one is amazing because this is pure cafe bold. They have two options for you. They've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte, which is amazing. And here's why it's amazing. It's pre-brewed. So it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet into your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right, Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi, cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries-old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients. This natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being. And seriously, it's actually super simple to make. Leslie and I have taken it camping. Yeah. I'll use it in the afternoon. We're taking it everywhere because I'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee. It's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane. And the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet. So it's like, it's really kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the caramel myself. He the does caramel like has it. a little bit of, uh, of milk in it. So. It has some dairy. So my dairy free peeps, you can't do the caramel, but you can do the black, right? Yeah. The black coffee is vegan, keto, gluten-free, non-GMO, nut-free, dairy-free, fat-free, and CGMP compliant. All right. So here's the deal. You need to go to beitpod.com slash coffee, B-E-I-T-P-O-D.com slash coffee. And when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are going to be at pod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. Every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!